<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the TV Toy Cast. Joining me this week, I have another very special co-host, the one and only, he's also a co-host of his own show, Tales from the Estate, the one and only Drew Vinsel. Drew, thank you for joining me here tonight, man. Breaker, thank you for having me. It is uh, an honor to be with you. It's been a while since we've recorded, so I'm very happy to be sitting down and doing this with you. It's funny, because we were, we were kind of reminiscing, because uh, the last time we recorded... I knew you were about to have babies, right? And yes. so you were having twins, obviously. Most people that know you know this. And I kind of and I kind of hit you up. I was like, "Hey, would you like want to like record now?" Because I I think your hands are about to be very very full. So we recorded, and like you said, it was only a few days before the twins were born. Yeah, they came super early. So you know, when we recorded, I was thinking, I you know, I still got about a month. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, four days later, we're in the hospital. <laughs> Crazy, so uh, right? plans plans change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I know you got twin boys over there. It's it's kind of crazy because you know, like obviously, me and you have never met in person, but I've literally seen these boys grow up through like social media and stuff. And it's really like I know social media is a negative thing in a lot of ways, but I think for keeping up with friends, it's definitely a cool thing. It is, yeah. And you know, it's it's funny, and you know, we've talked about like kind of the social media thing a lot, you know, when we've talked in the past, but yeah, I've kind of reevaluated, you know, as I've, I've seen the kids grow up and I don't, I honestly, you know, I don't post a ton and it's just because I just po don't post a ton on social media these days, but you know, I kind of see, you know, the progression of, you know, these posts I've had with the kids. And sometimes I wonder like, maybe I should, should do more so I can see more. But again, like we have that, but you know, for the people that, you know, that are our family or our very close friends that don't get to see us, you know, it is kind of a way for them to, you know, see that progression and kind of see the boys grow up. But I mean, to think that, they just they're just had like they're fifteen months old now, so that's just wild. Oh, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like before you know it, there'll be two, and it's like, how how, yep. how did that even happen? <laughs> yep, it, it really is. It's 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 a lot of fun. Like I said, I think social media can kind of be a negative place if you let it be, but I think in a lot of cases, like me and you, probably would have never met in our lives without social media, right? So it's right. like that weird thing of like you have to be. I think. You can use it, but you have to be careful maybe is the best best advice I could give to someone if they didn't know what it was. I would agree. Yep. So obviously um, me and you got acquainted through the wrestling figure world, and you are a, a big wrestling figure collector. And, um, and I know you're also a big horror fan. So later on in the main event, we're actually going to dive into this line from Funko, which I thought was really cool. It's called the Savage World line. And they did a wave of all horror movie icons, but they were kind of reimagined. This was the kind of He-Man style figures, but reimagined. A very, very fun line. Super fun. I have a couple of these. And, you know, when you asked me if I'd be good to talk about this, of course, 100%. I just, uh, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. I wish that we would have gotten more of these. Um, you know, I thought the whole line was cool. I know they did Mortal Kombat. They mm -hmm. did uh, Street Fighter. And I think they did Thundercats, too. Uh, but I, I just, there's so much potential with this. So, uh, you know, it's going to be really fun to talk about, but I do wish we would have gotten more. No, I agree. I actually had heard Mattel kind of put the, uh, kibosh on this because that was kind of their scale that they use for yep. man. And because honestly, there was really no reason why we shouldn't have got more than these like this. Cause this line was great. 
And it would have been really cool if we would have seen like a second wave of this. I mean, like, look how many Toonie Terrors NECA's put out. I mean, there's so right. many characters that they could have done. It would have been really fun. And I, yeah, and I feel like when these were out, I feel like they moved well. You know, I had yeah. a tough time. I mean, and I, it wasn't because like I would have gotten the whole line, but I was only able to get two because that's all I could find. Mm-hmm. So they did move well, and that's and I think it was kind of one of those things when I saw them. Like I wasn't necessarily looking to buy them. But I'm a big Michael Myers fan, and when I saw that, yep. I was like, oh, I have to get this. Like, this is yep. incredible. You know, like, it, mm-hmm. it's that classic look, but kind of slightly different, I, which I dig. Yeah, me too. Um, so, obviously, I know you're a big horror movie fan, so I knew this would be right up your alley. But, like I said, we got acquainted through the world of wrestling figures. Yeah. So, I have to ask, are you still collecting? Obviously, you know, we talked about your father now and a father of twins, so I know that that probably – takes precedence over any type of collecting, but what's your, what's your thoughts on the collecting world nowadays? Yeah. So I've certainly changed my, uh, thought process when it comes to my collection. So, you know, I knew when the kids were coming, I needed to downsize. Part of that was to downsize just literally for the space because I had so much, but part of that too was, um, but you know, budgetary reasons. So yeah, there's just so much and you know you guys talk about it and when you include the the different scales and the retro scales and all the third parties mm-hmm. there's just so much coming out and i feel like it's overwhelming it, it is and it, it i think in this day and age given you know just where we're at economically and everything else i feel like you have to pick and choose so i kind of you know i, I set a bit of a a a time frame for myself so i my collection now is anything from the year 2000 and before so anything the year 2000 and after i've either moved or you know i've tried to sell off or i've I've taken out of my collection so i still have a good bulk of my collection i've also become a loose collector Mm -hmm. so i i used to be a bit of both at this point i'm pretty much fully loose um I, the only thing that I still have or anything autographed that I have and then gifts that I've gotten from people in the community over the years, I've, I've kept, you know, mint on card, but, um, so that's helped, but yeah, it's, you know, these days I'm not, I, I maybe this past month I've bought three wrestling figures and that was a lot, honestly, like I got the head shrinkers and I got poly dangerously. So, um, you know, I still do pick and choose. I still get some, but not nearly to the volume that I used to. Well, and I think, and you know this, because I, I remember me and you had a discussion about you having an elite Drake Maverick where you're like, why, yeah. why did I buy this? And it's not that mm-hmm. you don't like him, but it's like you buy it because it's there, right? I mean, right, that's, yeah. when you're collecting, that's kind of what you do. And then you start looking for, like, oh, I'll get these. Oh, I'll get that. And then it, it, we always talk about it's a slippery slope. Um, and Mattel's doing great stuff. Like, I, I've never thought that their quality was poor or anything like that. It's just so much that you right. almost have to put those restrictions on yourself. And, yep. and like I know, I'm sure you saw this just the other day. Uh, Headbanger Mosh announced that they signed a deal to exactly. action figures, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> we got to have the headbangers, right? Like, how cool exactly. is that? Right? Yeah, and it's you know, and that fits into my time frame. So things like that, you know, the new generation, and now that we have the arena, and I've you know created a whole new generation setup, you know, so anybody that's going to come out in that new gen attitude era, you know, golden era, I'm going to get, and especially, you know, people like the headbangers that we've not gotten anything from Mattel. Uh, So, you know, those are things absolutely I want to get in my collection. It's, it's just about, you know, kind of picking and choosing. And, you know, if there is some, somebody that comes out that would fit into my time frame, but I already have three of the same figure, do I really need another one? Probably not. Right. Well, and I, and I think you mentioned the third party companies. I know there's a lot of that happening right now, but I think in a lot of cases, like that's been good for 
talents, not only mm-hmm. because they can sign there, but like the headbangers, I think they signed with like that Epic Toys, which was Chella, to do some retro figures. Mm-hmm. What's cool about them signing with this new deal is that now they'll get Mattel as well, and maybe that will get the ball rolling with Mattel saying, hey, WWE, you need to sign some guys because we're releasing the same legends over and over. And that gets more that's got that gets guys paydays, right? And I to right. me it's ultimately better. And I do think that there are, you know, and I know that with all of the different companies, there are a lot of names that are, you know, deep cuts that are being checked off. But I do think from the Mattel standpoint, there are still some guys that we haven't gotten. Um, you know, we just they had backlash. Savio Vega. Why mm-hmm. Why haven't we gotten a Savio Vega? Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's there's some uh, there's Ahmed Johnson, and I know you know licensing and everything else, but there's so there's are still some gaps that do need filled. Um, you know, but then I, I think you and I, um, you know, and we might be a little different in this sense, but we also are really into what Jason Wolf does. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a whole different. You know, when you talk about what I need to budget for my collection, I want to buy everything that Jason does. So that takes precedent for me because that's, you know, what is for me like my shining part of my collection now is my Chop Shop figures. Couldn't agree more. And to me, like I I always put out on Twitter, it's like there's not a better day than Chop Shop delivery day. But there really isn't. I mean, you know that feeling when you get that box in. Like yeah. how great that feeling is and seeing it all and putting them together. You're like, oh, this is so cool. And, well, and, I, and you get even more than me. But I, like this last delivery, I completely forgot that it was even coming. Like he sent me the tracking and my parents were here and my dad comes walking up with a – and I was like, that's a chop shop box. <laughs> I, I just, you know, because I'm, I'm ripping out of his hand and, you know, then you get to go put them together. And it's just awesome because, you know, the time that he puts into it and the quality that, that comes out of that and then knowing that you have something that – there's maybe two or three of these or four or five of these that's special it really is and to me i think that's what's fun about it is is also to like throwing an idea at him and being like hey right. is this possible like one of the ones mm-hmm. i i requested a few months back which i know you got and i knew i i think i even told him I was like here's who i'm thinking and i guarantee drew will buy this was dr isaac yankum oh yeah <laughs> and i'm like is that possible? And then like, you see it and you're like, man, that like, he's even tall, like, like, you know, right. like Yankum would have been. So it's like, yeah. holy crap. And to me, that's also a weird thing that Mattel hasn't done. Like they, we've done it a little bit. Like we got the goon, you know, we got mm-hmm. the elite goon, but it's like, and we had that elite Yankum, but it's like, how is there not a retro Yankum? How is there, how is there not a retro goon or a retro Farouk Asad? Like that stuff I feel like would be huge. So, I do too. You know what I mean? I it's too. weird yeah. that we don't get some of that. It is. And but hey, Jason can make it. So Exactly. <laughs> right. And you know, but just even all the things that he does to to offer different um like with the stings to and that's that's even more of a custom of a custom because now you get to choose and now nobody has one like you have. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's super cool. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. And like honestly, the sting thing, I even told him I was like, dude, I don't even know because there's so many color combinations. I don't even know which one to choose. Like because like part of me thinks like, oh, the Galoob version would be cool. And I saw some people got that. And then I saw some people got like Great American Bash '90 where he wear the red, white, and blue. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then like I remember him wearing like a. a like a baby blue and orange. And I just thought was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so many choices. I ended up just going with the base one that he offered, which was the white pants and the red, white and black paint, which looked yep. great, but it's just like, I, I, I have no idea. I don't know which one to choose. 
Well, and then I saw he just, like, he posted a new one the other day, and it's like he's still doing, and that's what he sees, like, I never get tired of doing stings, because yeah. you could do them forever, and, like, he had so many different looks. And I think that's what's great about it. Like, I hit him up for a uh, an idea, like, down the road. It's like, hey, is this possible like, as a commission? He's like, yeah, I could do that. And I was just like, oh, man, that would be killer. And so I'm, I'm hoping, I'll tell you off the air who I'm thinking, but, I like, to me, like, that's, like, it's a tag team. It's like this tag team needs to be in Hasbro style because I think that would just be amazing. And I, so I think that's what's also cool about the Chop Shop to me is because there's really no like like he's told me before he goes really anything's possible. And I'm just right. like, boy, that was the wrong thing to say to me because <laughs> <laughs> like now I'm going deep into the uh, into the vault of stuff that I could possibly want because it's, right. it's again that's what makes it really fun. Yeah, I mean, how many people, not many, can say they have a TL Hopper with a plunger in their collection? See, and and that's one of those, like, I got that head from from Warsman, and he was doing, like, this online, like, little, like, claim auction where he would put up a head, and it was five bucks, just claim it. And so I, I, I had missed several because people were ahead of me because he just does, he gives it to the first person that he sees right claim. And so mm-hmm. you may hit it first, but he that may not be the first one he sees. And so I missed several, so he put up TL Hopper. I immediately hit it, and actually that was one of the ones I won. But I thought, I don't even know how to do a TL Hopper Hasbro. Like, who that? How would you even pull that off? And I right. sent it to Jason. He goes, ah, let me think about it. I'll get back with you. And then he kind of hit me with the idea, and I was like, oh wow, like that's that's perfect. And I was like, what about the plunger? And he goes, let me let me see what I can come up with. And I know again, that's one that you got. It's just incredible, though. Like it's yeah, and like, like I, it's. It's yeah, and it, like for most people, that might not do anything. But for people that are fans of the obscure, it, it's like it's checking that box, and it's just the like it's it's so amazing to to walk down my stairs and just see a dirty teal hopper standing there. Oh yeah, it's insane, yeah. and yeah. it just like like you said, it, he made him dirty. He has the plunger. It it, it looks like it, it came right out of the Hasbro line. Had it went like right. two more years, like that's the figure yeah. we would have gotten. Yep. Well, like I, I recently he had a, a Doctor D David Schultz head uh, for mm-hmm. sale, and so I was like, "Ooh, could you put that on a Hasbro for me? Because that's one I would like to have." Because I'm, I was a huge David Schultz fan, watching his promos when I was wrestling, and of course him slapping the reporter and everything. Right. And he's like, "Oh, I'll give him a doy can so he can have like the open hand slap." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're a genius!" <laughs> like that's amazing. Like so, yeah. Like it's it's stuff like that. And I think that's what makes it fun is because the possibilities literally are endless in almost every way. Yep. Very very fun stuff. Um, so obviously, wrestling figures you've slowed down on a bit. Um, like, what are your thoughts on some of the uh, Mattel creation stuff? Because obviously, you mentioned the new generation arena, but we recently had the Nitro Arena come up for. Uh, up for sale as a, uh, you know, as a crowdfunded, but it didn't pass. And I still mm-hmm. think a big problem there was, I mean, the price point was a lot, but also maybe the figure offerings weren't really what people were hoping for. What were your thoughts? Oh, man, it's hard to tell. I Well, first of all, I just, I, I am bummed it didn't happen just because I do think that Mattel gave us something that would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand from a lot of different standpoints. Uh, obviously, the the price point uh, does play a factor. I think four hundred dollars uh, in this landscape is tough to do for a lot of people. Uh, and then I think, and and I don't know the specifics, but I I did see that 
for anybody internationally that did want to get this, it was significantly more. So I do think that you probably cut into a big chunk of your number there that you that you would have gotten closer. Um, but honestly, I think when you when you go from the new gen arena, I think people kind of had it set in their mind that the next thing's going to be the raw stage. Yeah, I think enough time has passed now that WCW just doesn't do it for enough of the base. And and so what I mean by that is so people our age, the adult collector that has the money to do that, yeah, I think they're probably in on that. But I think when you look at it as a whole, your WWE, WWF fan base that Mattel is putting out, you probably have a bit more to pull from than you do from WCW, which hasn't really been a thing for 20-some years. I think that played a part, and then I also just think for a lot of people, and myself included, I would have backed it, but and I, it's just a space thing. And I do understand that they, they thought about that, and that was very proactive thinking, and you could set it up so where it's very flush against the wall. That's great. If I'm going to pay $400, I want to set it up so that I have the full setup. Yeah. So to me, yeah, that that played a part. The figures, I get that, and I know that that's what a lot of people have brought up. To me, I don't think that that was, uh, like, that wouldn't have been uh, a deal breaker for me. I think the Mysterio was okay. Uh, the Steiner was cool. I would have been fine with that. So to me, um, I didn't not back it because of the figures. I just didn't not back it because I can't justify spending $400 on something that I'm going to have to display a piece of it because I just don't have the space. Um, so I just... <sighs> It just felt like there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough steam from the jump. But I do think Mattel probably erred on the side of thinking that their past success was going to carry them. I think if they would have promoted this as heavy as they did the last week from the jump, we might have gotten there. It's a, a very good take. Um, I also heard, I don't know if you heard this, but a friend of mine told me, I guess, and it didn't happen, and I think that might have been a, an issue. Is I guess up until like the eleventh hour. The Hulk Hogan was going to be a pasta mania Hogan. Oh, okay. With like the the pasta plate, the chef mm-hmm. the whole deal, and whatever reason they weren't able to do it. Because I remember thinking, I'm like, you put out a Hogan that's pretty much like the same one that you've already done. Right. Because his look has, it didn't change a lot in that era. No. And so I was kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you do that Hogan? Because I honestly, when I had heard Hogan, I was hoping. Because we haven't gotten this yet, the NWO Hogan when he wore like the hairpiece. Remember, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And, like yes. six, that was a brilliant. I thought because it was so such a heat getter. Because it's like yes. we all know you're bald. Like, come <laughs> on, <laughs> amazing. And all of a sudden he's acting like he's got this full head of hair. Brilliant. And um, and like the warrior in the jeans. I know a lot of people were kind of like well, that. Kind of sucks. And I'm like, eh, it'll look cooler with the duster. You know, granted, I mean that's that's the warrior I remember from that era. Like that's what I remember him wearing most of the time. Right. Um, the Ray could have been maybe a little bit better, but it was still fun. The Steiner was great. I was really hoping to get the DDP. I thought that was awesome. Um, the DDP looked great. It really did. Yeah. I think it was one of the ones that kind of got overshadowed a little bit because I was like, man, that's mm-hmm. a great DDP figure. And we're just now getting to where like the shoulders move enough where you can do the diamond cutter sign, which is amazing. Right. Well, I'd love to get your opinion on this. So I know you know, a lot of people were throwing out ideas. Well, maybe at the 11th hour, they'll throw in a third figure, or maybe at the 11th hour, they'll do this. 
but and I know they wanted to kind of do something to separate it and make it special when they do. When I don't even know if it's going to come out now. I would assume it will. But when they do the ultimate WCW Nitro ring, mm-hmm. and they're going to have the exclusive Bischoff, and that's really the first Bischoff we've gotten from Mattel, especially that era. If you if they would have added that to the crowd fund, do you think that would have gotten the push? The ring and the figure, or just the figure, just the figure, or because I just I don't know if you can justify price wise yeah. throwing the ring in there too. See, I I think, and I heard this from a lot of people, and I tended to agree. A lot of people said they were nervous to fund it when it was just a figure because they're like, we don't think it's going to hit all the unlocks. So if I right. just get Ray, I'm going to be upset. So mm-hmm. then they add Steiner, and it's like, okay, it's a little bit better, but still not. Still not sure, and so I think that was, to me, kind of why it didn't happen. The yeah. new Gen one obviously was a little bit cheaper, yep. but you know you only had Diesel initially, but then they added the the early bird Macho Man, and that's when it mm-hmm. to me kicked off like huge. Yep. So I think they missed that. I think the fact that you didn't get like the Pasta Mania Hogan because I think that would have been big as far as an exclusive because that's totally different than any other Hogan we've gotten. Yep. So that's enough to be like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny because that was such a, a lame thing in 95, right? And mm-hmm. so that adds a little bit more. First, Mattel Scott Steiner, that's really cool. Uh, the first, like, DDP from – because I think they did a Legends DDP, but it was from his WWE run. So this is, like, the first WCW DDP we've gotten in years, so that's really cool. The Ray was kind of hit or miss, and then, like, the Warrior was fun because of the jeans. But yeah. it wasn't, like – to me, like, can't miss figures, and I think that's kind of part of why people maybe didn't fund it, because I think, and, and like, let's let's just be totally honest with it, I think a lot of people realize, like, if I buy this, I can probably flip this stage for most of what I paid for it, if that's what I'm going to do, but I think people wanted the figures, and so, to me, that was an issue, is not totally getting everything that you want. And it is, and like you said, the, the new gen was two fifty. This is 400. This is vastly more money. So I, I think mm-hmm. when you start throwing that at people, they're kind of like, Oof, you know, it's a lot of money, you know, another thing too. And I didn't, I didn't hear this a lot, but I did hear it kind of with the new gen. Do you think that some of it too? I, I did. I think Scott and Jeff talked about this a little bit, but do you think that some people that maybe were hoping that this was going to boom on the resale market and saw that the new gen didn't yeah. and saw that ringside collectibles ended up with it and they ended up with the figures that you could buy individually. Do you think that that played a part? Cause I think that that could have. Oh, a hundred percent. I do. I think, you know, like I, I know you, we mentioned retros earlier, like the, when the retros got relaunched and it was like the Piper, Mr. T set, mm-hmm. those were going on ringside for five bucks each. So yeah. I'm sure that you had people buy two or three sets thinking, Oh, I'm going to flip these. And you can't. So, yep. I, yeah, I think there's definitely that. But, I mean, I think you know this as well as anyone else that's a figure collector. You never know what's going to be super right. expensive down the road, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. there might be something that's, like, expensive now, but it may not be in time. So, right. it all kind of changes. It is, yeah, it's a it's a, a tricky game to play if that's if that's why you're in it. And that's never been my intention. Like, I've been able to sell off my figures and I've, you know, for the most part, gotten what I've paid for, and in some cases more. But it's 
that's just, that's never been my intention. So when I got the new gen arena, I didn't care, but I do know that there were some people that were upset when they saw it on ringside. Cause they're like, well, I thought this was an exclusive. And I yeah. thought this was, you know, and then it ended up kind of not being, um, so I do think for those people that were like, Oh, I'm going to get this and then keep it. And down the road, it's going to be worth three times. And they saw that that didn't really happen. Uh, I think that might've turned some people off too. Well, and that's the thing with figure collecting. You just don't know that. Like I, I had heard there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that bought a ton of Jack's figures back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like and kept them in mint on car thinking like, oh, these are gonna be worth big money, and they're they're not really, you no. know. So, <laughs> no. like, but, but again, Jax was like the first company that was like, hey, we're gonna pump out as much product as humanly possible, and just keep pumping it out and right. putting putting the same figure in a different carding, like many yeah. many times over, and to yep. the point where it's like, if you didn't have a BCA Stone Cold Steve Austin, like you really weren't trying because they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, or you could just go to a garage sale and find three of them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just, you know, initially it was like they were hard to get, but then they, they made so many it was almost like impossible not to see it. So, yep. um, I don't know. To- toy collecting's weird though, man. Like, you know, I've gotten into some vintage figures and I noticed the turtle figures really aren't that expensive except like the last wave. The only thing I can figure is that last wave, they probably produced about a fraction of what they did in the early waves, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's why those are more expensive because they're not as many out there. And so I think there's always that element, too, of like how much this stuff is produced. In the new gen arena, I think you probably do have – I mean, I think they sold like 8,500 of those or 7,500 yep. or however many it was. I guarantee you like half of those people or more were buying it to resell it. And the problem is like if people wanted it, they probably would have bought it then. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if they had the money then or if they say they didn't buy it. You know, because they didn't have the money, they're not going to have magically five hundred dollars two years later, right? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it is a bummer that it didn't fund. You know, I know a lot of people did want it, so um, it does sound like though that Mattel is is going to continue doing crowdfund. So, I think that's good news too. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that that they're not just going to. You know, this wasn't the last. Well, you know, Hasbro's done these for years because they've done them with Marvel, they've done them with Star Wars, and obviously GI Joe. And not all of them fun. Like, if you go look at, like, HasLab is what they call their website. Like, so, several of them haven't. And I thought, oh, wow, that, that, I thought that would have, you know. But I think it's one of those things, like, you have, they're literally hitting that core fan base and being like, hey, are you willing to spend several hundred dollars on this? Like, it's going to be epic, but it's also going to be expensive. So, like, I, I saw at a, at a vintage shop the other day, it was the, um, I think it was the Sentinel that they made. Okay. The box was insane. I don't know if you're a Marvel fan or not, but this box is probably four foot tall. Wow. That's a massive figure. And so I'm like, wow, okay, I get that's not for everybody, but that's really, really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I think it all depends on the fan base. But um, what, what are your thoughts on, like, on figures? Too? This is another, another point, I think, too, and I, I talked to Jeff about this. People that are wrestling figure collectors aren't necessarily into anything besides the figures, right? So maybe a ring, maybe mm-hmm. a stage, but that's not for everybody. I wonder if that factored into it at all. I think so too, um, you know, because you see a lot of different things. Like you see some people that are loose collectors and they just put it in detolfs and that's their display. You know, some people do like, you know, like ring skirts. He's got how many stages and different setups. And right. so I, I, I really do. Yeah. I think it depends on what you're into. You know, I think it depends on if you have the space to make it work. You know, I just so happen I have the space. Like I was able to set up, you know, myself a little new gen display, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I've got some shelves and I have some display cases. So I have a little bit of everything, but I do, think that 
you know, I, I think obviously the number that are just into the figures is probably more that are into the complete package and get the play sets and the rings and all the, the extras. Yeah, because it, it is a lot. And I think, you know, again, we're looking at space, we're looking at everything else, but also too, man, you know, it, it's one thing if you're getting a, a package or two in every now and then, but you get a big old stage come in to the front porch, that might be some heat with the with the misses, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I told her, she because she asked, she's like, are you going to do this? And I was like, well, it's $400, so probably not. And she's like, okay, she's like, you can if you want. But, you know, there was some hesitancy there. Sure. Like, you know, that's, that's $400 we could probably spend elsewhere. Um, of course. You know, diapers aren't cheap and right. everything else kids aren't cheap so oh for, for sure definitely not and, and again it, it's sometimes i think that's another thing is like it's a lot of money for like one purchase although i did i did hear from someone i think they were telling me they even had like a payment plan where you could pay like 30 something dollars a month and pay it off in a year and i'm like well i mean so that's not bad i guess that's what people wanted to do Listen, I I'm never gonna fault Mattel. There was a there was plenty of options. Yeah. Like, you know, I I think for people that were able to make it work, there was an option for them to make it work. Um, so I you know the people that are just saying, well, I don't have four hundred dollars. I get that. Um, but there was an option to do it in four and do it you know a hundred bucks at a time. It, like you said, there was an option to do it by month. I think it was like thirty six dollars. So yeah. you know, and I, I know I was talking to uh, a Tim at a chair shot, and he's like, that's basically a figure and a half. So if you just don't buy a figure and a half for a month, you get this stage. I, I think that's doable, or you know, sure you just you if you don't eat lunch at the drive-through two days a week, you've just saved yourself twenty bucks. There's ways to do it. Um, I just I, I think if somebody was committed enough, they were going to make it work. No, I agree, and, and I think that was that, that's exactly what they were trying to do. Is like okay, so if you're strapped financially, if you don't have a credit card, if the pay and for is still too much, here's another alternative. So I think they had their bases covered. But I think, like you said, the the promotion at the end was a lot bigger than it was at the beginning, mm-hmm. and so. Hopefully this doesn't discourage future crowdfunds because I know me and Travis actually talked about how cool it would be if they did like a barbershop window crowdfund. If they oh, man. I think you yes. got to deal with – I mean you got to have Genetti, so you got to get him there. But yep. like my, my – and you'll love this. My thought was you have Sid as well as like a, a – <laughs> but like the second yes. head's covered yes. in shaving cream. <laughs> the shaving cream. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I'm like that would be unbelievable because I know there's a guy online that made a custom Hasbro one, and I'm like that thing is amazing. So mm-hmm. if you did that elite scale and had the breakaway window, and you know Sean in the leather jacket, Marty, and like I think he's wearing like a red shirt. I'm like that's that's money right there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I there's so many there's just so many cool things that they could do. So I do want to I I hope that they keep this going because you know like. I mean, give me, like, and I'm old school, but, like, a primetime wrestling and give me Gorilla and Bobby. Like, I just think that would be the coolest. And I think you could do that for a decent amount of money. Well, also, too, this is another thought. Because another one I thought would have been epic is an in-your-house set. Yes. But now that falls in the same generation as the new gen, essentially. So I wonder if that's where they were like, let's do nitro. Cause that's completely different. And that's where people are like, wait a minute, let's, mm-hmm. we're still good with the new gen. Give us those guys first. Right. I mean, they gave us in your house ring skirts. Yeah. Uh, like there's nothing to say. Like you could just, you know, take the new gen stage out, pop a in your house set there. And you basically have the same setup. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, it, the, cause the ring would have worked perfect for yeah. the in your house set. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and then that you could have included, you know, I don't, you'd have to get guys under deals, but like, you know, the Godwins, the Body Donnas, like 
so many of those guys would have been Yankum. I'll mention him again. A lot of those guys would have been really fun in the elite line or the ultimate line, rather. Absolutely, yeah. Um, what other like? I know you you've dabbled in some horror figures and stuff. Is there any other lines that you either collect or have have been into in the last little bit? So my horror collection is the one thing that I just I've never stopped. So I don't. I don't buy as much and in as much volume just because in that realm there's not as many releases, which is a good thing because in in many cases they're more expensive because you've got the NECA stuff, which I have a ton of the the NECA Ultimates, the horror figures. Um, those, but those I, are, I, I just I'm sorry to catch up, but I just saw I was like looking at uh, Target just today and they had like Frankenstein, the Wolfman. I'm like, man, these are amazing. No, oh, they're so good, and that's that's what's so nice. Like, you know, with and I've never been the one, like, I'm like, well, I have to keep all my figures, like, the same brand or same scale. Like, when it comes to my horror collection, it's just a little bit of everything. So I have Toonie Terrors, I have minifigures, I have Funkos, I have, you know, to me, it's just about, like, all the different characters. Yeah. And, you know, the nice thing about horror is so many different people have different licenses. So you really can get anything you want. Like, they have, you know, if you want something more obscure, if you want something mainline, you can pretty much find anything you want. Which is which is really cool. Like, even just the other day, I was at Walmart, and the, I don't collect these because I'm like, they're too close to dolls for me, but the Mego figures, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a hatchet, and I'm like, man, yes. that's insane. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's enough to, like, stop me in my tracks and look at it because I'm like, wow. But I'm like, I'm telling myself, I don't need this, but that's really cool. It is. And so it's funny that you brought up the Mego figures. So I have a ton of those. And obviously they're not the greatest quality. So I found with a few of mine, like, I'll, they'll get to the point where they just literally won't stand up. Yeah, that's so what I was what that they wouldn't display well. Yeah. So what I've started doing is I just pull all of the accessories off because it's always really good quality soft good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I just purpose that for, like, customs that I'm working on in my wrestling figures. Amazing. Nice. Yeah, like, so, like, you could just, you know, like, I got this, um, like, raggedy, like, from a leather face, like, a vest, and I'm like, well, this would work for, like, the Godwins or somebody like that. Oh, so, wow, yeah. yeah, I just, like, the wheels turn because I'm like, okay, well, I paid $12 for this, like, you know, I don't I don't need a invisible man figure, but I can use all the clothes he's wearing, and now I have a suit to put on somebody else. That's actually a really cool idea because I, like, I remember when those first started kind of hitting again, like, they had, like, I remember seeing like Willy Wonka and mm-hmm. Balboa. They were kind of all over the place, but I was like, "Man, that's that's cool." But I'm like, I'm telling myself I don't need this. You know what I mean? Because like oh, you said, yeah. it's it, again, it's another slippery slope to go down. Yep. Yeah. Like I had the from Migo that abomination of an Andre figure, which was recently outdone in the terrible factor by the Super Seven. So that was kind yeah. of cool. So <sighs> I was pretty hard on Super Seven for that one, mostly because of their price point. Like, right? You can't charge fifty five dollars. And put that out. Like, that was embarrassing, I thought. I was just like, this is awful. I can't believe. I don't know. It's hard to believe. It's hard for me to believe that anyone actually was, like, going to keep that. It was so bad. I mean, I I have a good amount of Super 7 stuff. And I think for the most part, they make quality product. I agree. But that's what we're so talking about it. If I would have paid more than, you know, over $50 when it's all said and done for that figure, I'd have been done. Like, yeah. I'd, I, I would have been done. Because there's no excuse. You... I don't, you cannot ride on your resume and everything else with that. Like that can't happen. That figure could like, that should not have happened. Well, it was like his, 
you know, the different skin tones, the face. Right. I don't know. There were so many bad elements of that. And like I said, Super 7 generally, like their turtle figures look amazing. Like the, oh, I, yeah. I just saw some of the G.I. Joe ones the other day. And I'm like, wow, those are incredible. Um, like they put out great stuff. And so yeah. to see that was like, ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. not not my favorite. Yeah. So uh, obviously horror figs are, are something you're, you're big into. And um I have to ask this. Rush Collectibles is about to put up for pre-order. They haven't yet the new Monster Masters. Have you seen those? What are your thoughts on those? They're kind of Hasbro-style monsters. I will be purchasing them all. Dude, I am pumped for those. I think that... And that- if we could get a ring, anything we can get with it, I I will purchase it all. Because that is... like. It's what I dreamed of as a kid. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I would just, I would throw all of my, you know, because I've had horror figures my whole life because I'm a weirdo. Like, I would, I would throw them in with my Hasbros and my Gloobs. And so, like, I've always wanted, like, a monster wrestling league. Well, see, to me, like, stuff like that is amazing crossover. Like, I was telling Sal over there, I was like, to me, the figure photography of, like, you know, the Hulk Hogan just defeated the Undertaker. There's no one left. Here comes Frankenstein. And he started laughing. Yep. I'm like, but seriously, that is, like, as a kid, like, how fun would that have been? Like, that's why I always was, it always baffled me that we never got anything in that Hasbro scale because it was such a fun scale. Yeah. Like, as a kid, that's, like, the things that I thought of. Like, yep, here comes Dracula to face, you know, the Undertaker. Right. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it'd be incredible. Like, the stuff that you could do. Um, so yeah, I, I think that line is really fun. I think if it does well, they plan to do a second wave and so on, which I'm super excited about. Cause I'm like, man, that's, that's really, really, that's a really fun idea. So I, I hope they, they venture off more than just horror and they do, you know, maybe another license if they're able to get it. Cause I think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about the, there's so much in the wrestling space. It's, it's refreshing to see somebody think outside the box and try something like this. Well, speaking of that, I just want to get your thoughts on it here. So much wrestling stuff is coming out right now. So many different companies, so many different styles. Do you think it's going to start to bust to a point where people, because to me, when I get overwhelmed, instead of cutting back, I'm almost like, okay, I'm done completely because I can't keep up. There's too much. I just have to be done with this. Do you think that'll eventually happen with everything? That's I, I do. I do. I I hope it doesn't because I'd like I'd like there to be a space for everybody to you know, try and make their way and have right. success. It's, there's just so much like there's, there's been an oversaturation and it gets to the point where it's just like, now we're seeing who can do this person the best. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I think that hurts everybody because now you're picking and choosing well. So this person's road warriors are better than this person's road warriors. Right. And so you're, you're divvying everything up and now nobody succeeds. No, you're absolutely right, though. And I mean, I think like in a lot of cases, it's it's great that we have the third party companies because like, we're seeing guys like Bruiser Brody, for instance. He, I think, uh, besides Japanese releases, he had one figure. He had a classic Superstars. Mm-hmm. Now he's got what four, at least three or four different companies making figures of him. Like that's yeah. amazing. Like th- to me, that's awesome. So I think that aspect of it is good, but. There's so much now that it's like, like I know Steve Hoker several times has tried to get me into the uh, major bendums, the mm-hmm. bendies, and I'm like, dude, they look great. I just, I can't, I can't do another one. Like I gotta stop it somewhere, and I haven't started those, so that's an easy one to just stop doing because it gets so to be so much. And, and yep. another story I can tell you because this is kind of again where it's like, well, 
Like, it's just too much. I was at a Walmart. This has been probably a year or two ago, and I saw some Marvel zombies. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, Deadpool and Wolverine and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm looking at the back of the box. And and that's so I start looking online, and they've made, like, a few others, some exclusives that are going for, like, 80 or 90 bucks. And I'm like, eh, and I'm done. You know what I mean? It's like before I even got into it, I got out of it. Yeah, well, and I, you know, and I've tried to, you know, I've thought, well, you know, I can pick and choose with a specific line, and like, right. you know, I had gotten one of the cellas, and then it's like I had it for a while, and then I'm like, I don't have any more. It really doesn't fit with anything, yeah. and so I just end up getting rid of it, and I, you know, so I just I feel like if if you know, it's great that everybody has all these offerings, and it's great that we have these names that you know some people have been clamoring for and they want to get, but I just. I hope that there's going to be enough support behind all of these different companies to be able to allow them to have success. And I think that's the, that's part of the issue, right? Is like eventually mm-hmm. people are going to have to just be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is right. This is too because hard. the thing is when you're doing it third party and you, you're a smaller business trying to do it, your price point has to be higher yeah. right off the jump. And so, because you don't, you know, you, you're not a big billion dollar company like Mattel. So your price point off the bat, and then when you add in shipping and everything else, in order for you to make any sort of profit, you, you might be pricing a big bulk of, of your market out at that point. Exactly. And then, you know, maybe Mattel, you know, by the time you announce, hey, I've signed this guy, it's going up for pre-order. By the time that even comes out, Mattel has that guy signed, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put it out, and it's a fraction of the price. Like I remember that actually happened. Boss Fight Studios uh, was doing some Lucha Libre figures. They did Penta and Ray Phoenix. I'm sure you remember mm-hmm. those. Yep. Before they even came out, AEW announced the Jazzwares announced they were in Wave Two, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just buy those. You know, yeah. half price, and and they're more in line with the AEW line. So it's, you know what I mean? It's not like it's right. like, oh, these are a little bit too tall. These are a little bit too short or whatever it might be. Like they're, they're perfect. So I think sometimes that they, you get in each other's way sometimes. With, with, right. With well, like, and that's the thing, like the boss fight figures in person look amazing. Right. They look really good. They're really good figures. But is there that much of a difference between those and the AEW to justify basically paying double for them? Right. Well, like, probably not. I know Boss Fight announced MLW figures, which I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. One yeah. of them is going to be Killer Cross. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's his first figure with hair. But Mattel will probably beat them to that if they yep. decide to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that's a good idea on paper, maybe, but. And is hi- but is him having hair that much of a selling point. You know what I mean? Because I saw a bunch of bald carrying crosses, sit, you know, just stuffing my pegs for 18 bucks. Right. I got so one, is somebody going to pay 40 for hair? I got one on ringside's sale at Christmas for my nephew for like four, right? $4, right? Like I don't need hair. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's good. You can have a bald one. That's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, that's the, I think that's part of the, the difference. And I, and I think too, with, with Mattel, now they're realizing there's all this competition out there. Mm-hmm. So they're upping their game too, right? Because now we're finally getting like, you know, the Farouk Asads and the Mr. Americas and all the figures people have been clamoring for. So now they're like letting them know like, oh, no, 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 you don't need to go third party. Spend your money with us. And, you know, they have headbangers and guys like that coming. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It, it, can, make, it can make you very anxious, I think. And uh, that's not yep. good with collecting. No, no. And I think – you know, and, and I think you probably have the same feelings too, is I think some people 
collecting just goes in waves. So mm-hmm. some people that were collecting wrestling figures, you know, before the pandemic or through the pandemic have moved on to something else or they're collecting a whole different space. So I do think that it goes in ebbs and flows. And I do think that there will be a time where we see another boom in wrestling figures. I still think that the, that the landscape of wrestling figures is strong. It's definitely, you know, with all of the podcasts and everything else, like, it's on a, a a wave that it's probably never been on as far as you know um duration as the, of wrestling figures being a big thing so i don't know that it's ever going to get to a point where the whole bottom falls out but i do think that it goes in waves and i do think you'll see like people get into it and they get out of it and then they get back into it well and i think like i always go back to funko pops how popular were those like three mm-hmm. or four years ago right everybody right. was all in on funko and yeah. I don't think that it's gone, but I feel like it's dwindled away a lot. And I think what it came down to is people probably – I know a big selling point for those for me was they were cheaper, right? They yes. They were cheaper than an Elite. They were about $10 most places, yep. 10 or 12 And so – and then a lot – there was a store in the mall that I would go to that sold them for about 13 or 14 but they always said, hey, buy two, get one free. Yeah. It equals out to about $28 for three of them, whatever it was. But still, it's like you know about three for 10 and so I would always go in there and buy three. Usually I found two that I wanted. And I'm like, well, eh, I don't really need the predator, but I'll go ahead and get him. You know, like right, that would yeah. be my third one. Yeah. And and I end up with a bunch that I don't really want. And then all of a sudden now you have this massive collection. You're like, what am I going to do with this? And, you know, people start getting rid of it. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, and we're going to talk about it in the main event. Like there was a time five years ago where. If it had a Funko name on it, it was moving. It didn't matter what it was. It was minifigures or Savage World figure. Anything that was Funko, they was moving because that was what was booming. And I just, I, same thing. It was just, you can't, you couldn't keep up. You, you have exclusives. You have everything else. And so collecting for some people is they want to be a completionist. And you just, you can't do that with Funkos. It's not possible. I don't even know if you could do that with Mattel Elite at this point. Like, right. I'm sure there are people out there that have a complete set, but I don't know how you could. It's, it, I mean, you got to have a lot of money or a really good job. And a lot of space. And you had to have been right. collecting this since 2010 when it started. Yeah. yeah. And never have stopped or never veered away. Because right. you know, yep. like the second you – and that's another thing too, and I always say this with collecting. I'm sure you can agree with this. If something happens to you financially – you're sitting on a pretty good little nest egg of stuff that you can make money on. Absolutely. And and that's why I've always told people, I was like, it's, it's one of the safer investments in the sense of like, you know, to me it's safer than buying a car because a car is going to depreciate hugely. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's a much different amount of money, but like for the most part, most everything you have, like you said, you could sell for what you got out of it, but most likely a little bit more. Right. Or if you do have some things where maybe you have to sell it for less, you're going to sell something else at more, and it's going to even itself out. Right. Yeah. And, and like I know I uh, – I, I at one point I was not making a ton of money, and I kind of was like I'm going to collect Marvel Legends because I got really into them. And I bought about eight or ten of them. And I was renting a room at the time. I had no space, and mm-hmm. I was – you know pretty much broke all the time. And so I was like I'm just going to sell these. And I got on eBay – and these were maybe six to eight months old, but they were out of print. You didn't see them anymore. Yeah. And I sold every figure for $10 or, or at least more than I paid. Right. And I'm like, and they were loose. They weren't even mint on card or anything. And I'm like, wow, like that's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Like that you can make that money on eBay if you're, if you're willing to willing to do it. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's in the collecting space, it's not hard to sell your stuff. No, it's definitely not. And I think it, it, it's awesome that you have the ability to, to get so much stuff. But like I said, I think I think the collecting world is very interesting because there's so much out there. And, and I'm sure you see it all the time. Like, um, I'll see something like Storm Collectibles, Mortal Kombat, or Street Fighter. And I'm like, man, those are amazing. But they're like $90. You know, I'm like, I'm so I, out on that. Like, it's awesome. But I'm like, I just can't justify trying to spend I, that much money. Yeah, I jumped full like full in with the uh, uh, McFarlane Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were awesome. You know, twenty dollars a figure. I didn't think was bad, especially for the quality. Oh, I thought that great. they were they were great. I ended up with probably twenty twenty five of them, and then it just got to the point where it was like, well, these are great, but do I need them? Right. And you know, I sold them all as a lot loose, and I basically I broke even on it. So. I had them in my collection for a while. They were cool. I think they're great. It's just not something I needed to have. Well, and and that's the thing is like I've I've dove into mm-hmm. the McFarland DC multiverse a couple of times, and I'm like, these are awesome. How yep. many Batman's do I need? You know, like because you start right. to see all the different ones, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I'm like, I don't need that. You know, like it's yep. it's very interesting how how collecting goes. I feel like also too because you know me and you are about the same age like back in the day when it was like LJ and her Hasbro there was like a complete set and so even now if you wanted to like if you were like I'm going to complete a set of Hasbros taking money out of the equation there's a definitive beginning and a definitive end right this mm-hmm. is what you need that can be done with elites and all these other lines there's so many i don't even know how you try to even check that off yeah it's it's just yeah these days it's so different um, to be a completionist, and it, I get it because it's it's a different world these days, and there's so many more different things that people can make, and the technology and everything else. So, in a way, that's great because if yeah. you want to have you know a, a different assortment, you can. But yeah, it's it's just it's hard to do. You know, um, when we were kids, it was you know. And even then, because it was such a different thing, but as an adult now to think about, you know, uh, if I could take my kids and buy them $5 wrestling figures, I'd do it every single day. But I can't because they're $25. Right. And so it's, 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 it's a lot harder in some ways, but um, I think that's why you, you find what you really love and you find over time what you love. And for me, it's the wrestling and it's the horror stuff. You know, I've had other stuff come and go and I've had it in my collection and it's been great, but then it leaves. But that, these two have been my constant. So I, I tell that to people a lot because I've had people, you know, hit me up like, I was, I was thinking about buying this or thinking about buying that. And I always tell people, I was like, you got to find your joy. So yep. if, for whatever reason you are thinking like, man, I really like, you know, know, let's throw something out there. Like the new Indiana Jones figures. I've been seeing Mm -hmm. those at target, not a huge fan myself, but it's cool. They're making figures. But if like, if all of a sudden you're like, man, I really want those go buy them. Like if you can afford it, buy what you're into. And if all of a sudden you realize like, I'm not really into those anymore, then, then don't buy it, buy something else. You have to find your joy. And I think that's the part of collecting that makes it fun. Right. Is like, there's, I got into vintage figures simply because I could go to, you know, these vintage stores and find loose figures for between five and ten dollars most of the time. It's like, oh wow, that's right. cheap. That's what I remember as a kid. Like that's amazing. So that's what made it fun. And to me, like, yeah, figures are consistently going up in price. Like I remember 
as a kid trying to talk my parents into a $5 Hasbro, I couldn't imagine, you know, having like the $33 ultimate edition razor and be like, Hey, can I get this? You know, like, <laughs> right, right. There's no way like that. Like there's no way that would have ever worked, but you know, that's, that's just what they cost now. Right. Things are just expensive. Right. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you find what works. Like I know I've really started, you know, probably over the past six months, really, um, really started to dip my toe in pretty heavy into the trading card world. So, um, you know, I've gotten into the wrestling cards. And so, you know, you could buy a $25 figure and that's great. Or you could spend $25 and get a whole box of cards. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because you don't know what you're going to get. And, you know, if you're doing it for, you know, the monetary value, uh, that's a gamble. But, it's a cool thing. It doesn't take up a ton of space. You can get a whole box of cards and it, you know, doesn't take up anything. Um, so yeah, I think that that's cool. I think for me, I just need to be collecting something. I think as collectors, we always just have to have something. And so for me, that's kind of been my something. Um, it's cheaper. It's, you know, I can pick and choose if I just, I want to, you know, collect an undertaker card. Well, I can go buy one online for two bucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whereas I might want to find a figure and it's 30, $40. So, you know, just given my current situation in life, I've found something that's, you know, a little easier on, on my wallet and just easier on space and everything else. So it's just about finding what you enjoy, collect what you want. And if that means you bounce around, that's fine. No, I agree, man. And I think that's that's so interesting because cards were huge in the 90s, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I still – I mean I we, we kind of have them a little bit at Walmart and Target, but I wish cards were like more – like uh, to me it's it's crazy we don't see comic cards like Marvel comics. Oh, I know. Those and huge. Honestly, yeah. So as somebody that grew up in the 90s, I think part of the reason why I've been so into them is because there's a bit of that nostalgia with it. Like I remember going and buying packs of cards and just the fun of opening a pack of cards. You don't know what you're going to get. And I, I like I loved when you guys were doing it on the show, like just listening along. Like that's yeah. fun to me because yeah. it's just such a, a cool little thing. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 been a fun, uh, you know, little thing to keep me busy with my, you know, to fill my collecting habit. No, no doubt, man. And I think that's that's another thing I was going to bring this up to you. Um because a friend of mine brought this up. I was like, Oh, I never thought about that. But he, it was, was actually Daniel cross from the, from the rumble wheel podcast. He was talking about DVDs and he said, Mm -hmm. said, you know, I, I never realized that I was collecting DVDs. And I was like, that's true. You do collect those. And 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 he was, he brought up a point in how like we were collecting them because it was like, Oh, it's fun to watch, but it was also fun to collect and put them on the shelf and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, you know, and, and I didn't realize it. Because another thing people liked to collect back in the day were CDs, yeah, or before that even cassette tapes, and now everything's digital. And I and I'm not saying that we need to bring back DVDs like or or CDs because I get that that's kind of almost becoming a dead thing. I know you're still a big Blu-ray collector. Well, yeah, I was gonna tell you, I got news for you, pal. I still collect DVDs. <laughs> no, no, and, and I think it's awesome. But you yeah. know, by and large, most people have gotten away from that because streaming is easier. It is, but. The other side of the, of the coin with that is uh, nobody can take my physical media. See, and that's and that's the point, right? Like no one yep. can can take it away. Like it's always going to be there, and that to me is what is so interesting about that. Because I I have you know I had a huge DVD collection for years. I've gotten rid of a lot of them because it's like, well, I have this. You know, I bought this on Vudu or Apple or whatever it was, so I don't need it as a DVD anymore, but you miss a lot, like all the bonus features, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's cool to look at. Like, it's not the same right. when it's a, you know, a digital thing. Well, yeah, not only that, but you know, 
with streaming this in this day and age, everything has been edited so much that yes. you're never really seeing the original version of anything. Right. So, you know, I can go back and watch WrestleMania 8 in my box set, and it's the, the original show. Uh, so is that a big deal for everybody? No. Um, and, it, you know, these days I only collect horror movies like because that's for my collection um you know i don't i don't go buy you know comedy movies or anything like that i'll stream all that i'm but anything horror yeah i still i probably have a few thousand it's (laughs) that's all but that's so cool though like the thing is if someone comes into your man cave because i assume that's where you have them and they see this horror movie collection, they're going to be like, wow, that's awesome. They're, they're not going to be like, hey, check out my Apple TV. Look at all the stuff I have on here. You know, it's not right, exactly. it's not the yeah. same, right? No, yeah. But yeah, and it's, you know, not everybody is like that. But for collectors, you get it. Like that's your collection is your pride and joy. So I love just, yeah, going in there and seeing all the different movies. And, you know, people come in and be like, have you seen all these? And I'm like, well, almost, but... <laughs> Well, exactly, and that and that's kind of what he was he was bringing up with that how how interesting it was because it's just like buying DVDs was fun because it was like yeah. oh I own DVDs now and, mm-hmm. and it just became a, a collection without people realizing it was a collection and and one thing that really dawned on me was I was like we're seeing records make a comeback right Walmart's got a whole selection of of vinyl records and record players and things like that. And it's like, this is not easier than playing it on your phone. Oh, no. And I'll tell you, I, I would guarantee you at least half of the people that buy those vinyl records don't play them. And right. I know because I'm one of them. Yeah, like because it's a whole different thing. You've got the the art on the inside, and then you've got the the different colored vinyl and the special edition. It's a clear vinyl or it's a red vinyl. Like so, they've found yes, you could do that in any space. What's the exclusive or what's the special edition? And it's going to move because there are those people that are just collectors at heart, and they want whatever is the new thing or the old thing, which is nostalgia. Which I think is awesome, you know, and I think yeah. I think that's also why we're seeing a lot of these vintage, you know, style figures hit for a lot of people because it's like, hey, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember the classic Ninja Turtles. Like that's what I was into. So those are kind of cool. And and I know I've I've heard, I've talked to a lot of people who don't really collect. Bane's one of them, and he was like, yeah, I saw those vintage turtles. He's like, man, I really wanted them. And I'm like, that, I think mm-hmm. that's the point, right? Like you want to get people. I always say what what you want is people to stop in their tracks and stop and look and be like, Ooh, maybe I, I'm not going to buy that, but I'm really thinking about it. Cause that's awesome. You know, like yep. that to me is when you have something that's going to be successful. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's take a little break from here. And what do you say? We, uh, we dive into the uh, Funko Savage world figures. Let's, let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. Drew Vinsel is joining me once again. We're talking the Savage World horror figures from Funko. These were released in 2019. Kind of a, you know, Motu, Masters of the Universe, Remco style look. And kind of reimagined versions of, of our, you know, our favorite horror icons. And you, you were kind of talking about the beginning part of the show. They actually did more than just the horror ones. We're going to focus on those today. But they also did... Mortal Kombat, they did Street Fighter, uh, they did Thundercats. I think they even did a DC like barbarian line, or it was like Batman was a barbarian, and they did a few other ones. It was it was really cool. Yeah, they had. I I remember, you know, I had not heard about these, and I don't remember if I was in a Target or a GameStop, but I I came across them, and it was um, 
the Jason Voorhees, and I was just like, what is that? Yeah. And, you know, you see the accessories, and, you know, um, it's just, in that scale, we had never seen anything like that, at least with horror figures. So it was just something different, and then when you look at just kind of the outside-of-the-box thinking and reimagining of each character, I mean, these, like I said, I, just, I wish these would have kept going, because it's just such a, a cool little line. Well, and the thing is with these, they look like toys, like where a yeah. lot of the horror stuff, they, they go for realism, which I get, mm-hmm. but like, I'm all about it looking like an action figure. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, everybody always talks about the Hasbro's being so cartoony. This was kind of a little bit reminiscent of that. Like, you know, it didn't need to be real. It was like a cartoon imagining of your favorite horror character. So uh, definitely really neat. Yeah. Um, we start off, of course, one of my, one of my favorites, Freddy Krueger. He's got the, uh, He's got the Freddy Krueger trademark skin, and I I think it's either a scarf or his shirt rip, but it's that classic, you know, Freddy Krueger sweater. Um, dude, amazing! Like, and he's got yeah. a removable claw. Like, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he's got you know this. You can tell like his skin is burnt. Like, it's just you know the look they gave him, like the gritted teeth. Uh, super fun. Pants are ripped a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but but he's got a hood on, so it's a little bit different than what we would be used to as far as like you know the, hat, the, t- the or, hat. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a little bit different, but you know, still has those classic elements, which is really fun. Yep. Uh, Jason Voorhees is next, and you you mentioned seeing this one. This one was one of the ones I don't think I actually ended up getting. I think I had three of the five, and I think I saw this guy one time and I passed on it and never saw it again. But uh, like he's got the exposed ribs, he's got the hockey mask, and like there's a chunk missing out of it. He's mm-hmm. got like a machete and a big battle axe, which looks like it's made out of a bone, which is just incredible. Like, I mean, he looks like a medieval Jason Voorhees. Like, this is amazing. It is, and I, I think that's another thing that's so cool is for being you know a four and a half, five inch scale figure, the amount of detail that they put into these. Like, you know, they didn't have to have the bit of the mask ripped off, but they did. And so I just, I think that's awesome. Well, and also too, what's cool about this is they had to come up with original designs because they can't go off what they normally looked like. So like they had to like come up with a, an artist to come up with an idea just so they could kind of make this happen, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Do you think, and again, and this is, everyone's thoughts are different, but do you think maybe traditionalists didn't like this because they were they were reimaginings because like, to probably. me, I think that's great, but I could see some people not liking it too. Yeah. I think some people probably just want to go with, give me the realistic, like I, I want to have it like, you know, right out of the movie, uh, you know, if I'm going to display it, but, uh, I definitely think that's probably a valid point, but I kind of like when, you know, we have reimaginings. I like the mashups when we've had the different, you know, whether it be Motu or Ghostbusters or whatever that. I, I love seeing crossovers. So to me, this is like right up my alley. But I definitely, I think there's 100% validity to your point. Yes. Yeah. I, but I think, again, like I know a lot of people were really sour on the uh, WWE Motu figures when they were announced. But I think a lot of that was because retros kind of got canned. So you're angry. So now it's like, Oh, I don't like this new line. Cause I'm angry. But like, it's like, those were great. Like those were really fun. It was just a total, but it was also a different scale. So like, if you didn't want to collect them, that's fine. But if you were like, Oh, I'm into these, I think that that's great too. And they made rings, which were really fun. I don't know. I just thought that was a fun idea. Yeah, me too. Uh Leatherface is up next. The, you know, he's got his classic, like uh, his smock or apron. He's got a hook on there. He's got his mask. He's got his gloves on detachable hand weapons though. How cool is that? 
awesome. And I always laugh because the the mallet looks like um, you know at the fair when you do the test of strength. Yes, like that's, that's what that looks like to me. So that like it's almost like it's comical because it's you know it's supposed to be this big mallet, but it's just like this giant hammer. <laughs> Yeah, it's super, super cool. And yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre still is, to me, goes down as one of the scariest, like, Leatherface is one of the scariest villains, I feel like. Yes. And so this yes. one was, this was actually the one I passed up Jason Voorhees for, because I was like, I really only can buy two. So I bought Leatherface and I bought Michael Myers. And I think I went back and got Freddy, but then I missed uh, Jason and one of the other ones we're going to mention. But these so- are these are great, man. Yeah, so this was the one that I regretted not ever seeing because I definitely would want this in my collection, but oh, yeah. I never saw this one. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, you made a wise choice. It, it was interesting because I only saw these at one store, and that was a store called Think Geek in my mall, which was a offshoot of GameStop. Mm-hmm. But instead of having games, they just did collectibles, and they yeah. always had a great selection of stuff. I actually found in that store a lot of stuff I didn't see anywhere else, which was always cool. And uh, I remember seeing all of these at one point and then, you know, like you said, coming back later and, and not seeing as many. But unfortunately, that store went out of business, which is, again, like super disappointing because it's like, right. oh, man, that was so cool. It was a really fun place to go to find figures. Yep. Um, fourth in the line, this is my personal favorite. Uh, this is the figure when I saw it, I was like, I have to get this. And that is Michael Myers. I'm a huge fan of Michael Myers. Um, this is awesome. He, we've got the, the dark blue, so it's reminiscent of the coveralls ripped off sleeves though. Like yes. and he's got the belt on. So it kind of looks barbarian esque. He's got the two knives. I mean, dude, this is amazing. So of the five, this is definitely the most simplistic, yes. but I think it had to be Yeah, because that's Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and he's my favorite too. So yeah, I obviously have this one. Um, but it's, it's perfect, like because everything you think of, like Michael Myers, is indestructible. So they made him giant, and he's a beast, and he's sleeveless. It's it's just perfect. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, like they could not have made that, like you said, any better. Like the head's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love like the over the topness is what made this fun. But like you said, I'm sure some people probably didn't enjoy that. But I don't know. I just think it's great. And then uh, rounding out this wave of figures, uh, this one is also amazing. Um, a movie I've actually never seen, so you might may have to give me crap on that one. Uh, Pinhead. Okay. So from Hellraiser, uh, man. Yeah. So it's funny. Um, if you really want a lot of Pinhead, I would suggest that you watch uh, Hellraiser two. Uh, there's not a lot of Pinhead in the first Hellraiser. Honestly, he's kind of a like a side character. Um, he just was like he kind of took off and so that's why they ended up making seven of them or whatever uh but this is an amazing figure um you know you've got the box you've got the hook you've got you know the the blade and his facial expression kind of reminiscent of the freddy but it's just perfect i feel like this one also you it's obviously the the pinhead sculpt is is obvious but like his outfit too looks very reminiscent you know yes yeah there's it's it's easy to tell who he is he was actually that was actually a funko pop that I was like, oh, I have to get Pinhead because that's amazing. Like that's it's one. really it's a really good Funko. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I have to have that in my collection. So, um, all in all, a great line. So now I'm going to put you on the spot here. If they were to make a second wave of these, um, who would who would have been some characters you would kind of fantasy book for that? So, I, I maybe had a feeling you'd ask me that. So I thought of a couple. Um, I think that Chucky 
obviously. Yeah. I think you could do a lot of cool uh, reimaginings with Chucky. Uh, another one that I think was cool, just because I think you could incorporate the bees in some way, would be Candyman. Ooh, that'd be fun. I think that that would be fun. Um, I also, just because I'm such a mark for, for her, but the nun. Yeah. Um, I love the nun. I think that would be cool. Um, I also think you could do Billy from Saw. You could have a cool tricycle or some sort of, you know, you could also go like maybe like twisted metal and like some sort of destructive bike, you know, tricycle. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. I, there's, there's so many options. I mean, there's, you know, they did the main ones. I think when you think of horror icons, I think they got it right. Those yeah. are probably oh, the first perfect, ones. It's a perfect first wave, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is, the horror world, there's so many characters. I mean, you have your main ones, but you've got, you know, offshoot characters and everything else. I mean, the the, the possibilities are endless. Now, what's going to sell on a grand scale? You know, those names. But, um, you know, you've got Ash from Evil Dead. That could be a cool one. Um, I think they gave you five. Oh, yeah, that that's you definitely gave me several good ones. <laughs> I, I will throw in there some of my personals. I would have liked to have seen. Uh, the classic version of Pennywise, I think that would have been great. Ooh, yes. Because you could have done a lot there. Especially seeing him jacked would make me laugh for some reason. It would, yeah, especially if it's the Tim Curry Pennywise, yes. Yeah, that, that to me is like, that's Pennywise. The remakes were fine, but to me that's like the classic version is what I remember the most. I agree, yep. And that would have been really fun. I think Ghostface would have Oh, been of course, yep. Uh, and I'm kind of basing this off like the Toonie Terror line and what they did, but um, Beetlejuice, like that would have been amazing. Ooh, okay. And and also too like because when they when they did Street Fighter figures and the Mortal Kombat figures we got a female so they had that sculpt so mm-hmm. I think you know uh, one that they did in the Toonie Terror line which I thought was amazing was Elvira how cool would that be Oh well I anything Elvira I'm all about so I'd buy that immediately <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah no that's a really good that's a good one yep it's a shame that this didn't this didn't go any further because I was like man this is amazing and then not not. Not to say like Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. The oh classics. yeah, like how cool mm-hmm. they've been. Super cool. I mean, I I love what NECA's doing with those because that that's kind of their most recent ultimates is all of the Universal horror and they've been amazing. But yeah, kind of the fun reimagining. I think that'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be really cool. I I, I would like to see something like that. So I don't know if Funko will ever get back to something like this, but. I think they could. I think, you know, with, with Funko, it's weird because I feel like anything they did outside of the pops, they, they had a hard time finding, like, really real success. And this had a glimmer of hope, I felt like. I mean, like, I know yep. other things did well, but they didn't last as long as the pops did, you know? Right. Because they had, like, the dorbs and the sodas and all those. And those were fine. But, like, to me, as like, man, an action figure would be great. And mm-hmm. these were great. They just didn't last long. Right. Well, I, like Drew, I, I appreciate you jumping on with me tonight, man. I don't want to keep you all night, but I also I got to talk about your podcast, Tales from the Estate, man. Yeah, so much, uh, such a fun show. It's still going, uh, believe it or not. I I never would have imagined that, um, you know, almost three years later we were still doing a podcast, but we are. Um, it is not consistent anymore but that's the product of having two 15 month old children but uh we still try to drop a show every week i will say like as as you get into podcasting like me and bane have fallen into a lot of scheduling issues lately and Mm -hmm. like i kind of just told him i was like dude i don't think it's that big a deal like we'll just put out an episode no and and it's like i think we put more pressure on ourselves than the audience does of like, we got to put an episode out. You know what I mean? Like it, you're like, it's like, we got to stay on track, but it's like, 
who cares? Just put out content when you can. Like have fun with right. it. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you know, it becomes it becomes too annoying, right? It's a job. Yeah, I, right, exactly. And I always looked at it like, well, you know, uh, we tell people it's going to be out on Thursdays, so if it's not on, uh, out on Thursdays, they won't listen. Uh, that's a dumb thing to stress about. Yes, like, it is. And I don't even care how many people listen. I'm sorry. Like, I, that, I don't mean that in any bad way, shape, or form at all. But I know that the people that do listen to our show love our show, and that's why we keep doing it, because we have that small community of people that, that enjoy our show and they look forward to it, and they give us good feedback on it, and they support it. So we keep doing it. You know, it's it's difficult to find the time, and we live together. You know, sure. so I I get it. It's it's tough, but in some ways, it's still some of the only us time that we get each week. So, yeah. you know, we're gonna keep doing it as long as we're still having fun, and we are. And as long as people are enjoying it, it seems that they are. So uh, we have fun doing it. It's just a random show about absolutely nothing mostly food which that's to me like <laughs> you gotta find something that's that's fun to talk about right like just enjoy it i think people that listen do enjoy it and if you haven't heard it it's it's great and and it's a husband and wife podcast you know i don't feel like you see that a lot so i think that's really cool it is it's it's super fun we've um you know the show has evolved over the years but uh we still just we have a blast doing it yeah, I, th- I think that's awesome, man. So te- check out Tales from the Estate. Uh, like you said, they've been going like three years now, which is crazy. Because I think when we get into podcasting, we never think of an exit plan. <laughs> you know, like it's right. just like, hey, we'll do a podcast. We'll see how it goes. And then all of a sudden you just keep doing it. And you're like, wow, we've done a lot, right? Like it's Yeah, it was, it was like, okay, well, maybe if we get to 50 episodes, that would be a lot. And then it was like, wow, we really might get to 100. And then we got to 100, and then it was like, all right, well, now what happens? And now we're, at, I think, almost at 120. So oh, it great. really does. Like, it just, it, just starts, it just starts snowballing, and you don't realize how fast it goes. But then you also, it's, it becomes a lot to keep up with. And I, I don't know how you do so many shows. Like, we do one, and they're not nearly as long as the shows you do, and you somehow find the time. So I admire that. <laughs> Well, it's not easy, I'll tell you. Um, I I have a gift of my my job that I have. I do a, a shift schedule, so it's like four days and then four days off, and then I do four nights and four days off. So I am able to usually try to cram everything in in those four days best I can. Yep. And pretty much the days that I'm working, I do twelve hour shifts, so I'm pretty well shot when I get home. But yep. you know, when I have those off days, I'm like I'm able to be like, okay, hey, can hey Daniel Cross, can you record this day? I'll hit, you know, someone up for T V Toycast or Travis. Hey, can you record this day? And then I'll hit up Bane, hey, can you record this day? It it's changed a lot because me and Bane have kind of gotten into a thing where we're going to do two or three episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. We're short shortening the episodes a bit, thinking like, okay, maybe we can hit three today. Maybe we can hit four today. And me and Daniel Cross do that. So that helps, you know, as far as time-wise. Because yeah. when you're already sitting down and doing it, it's like, okay, well, you're in it. So might as well do two and just make the most of that time. So I, it is hard sometimes, but I also do enjoy this. It's a – right. like I need a creative outlet of some sort. And yep. it, I, to, I told Jeff this. I was like, I'll probably podcast in some way, shape, or form until I just – can't do it anymore because mm-hmm. it's fun for me. Like, you know, whether I do this show or cause I've done Nintendo podcasts, I've done obviously power hour for almost 500 episodes now. So it's like, I'll always do something, even if it's just right. a one man show, like Jason Wolf, like something like that is fun to me. So, you know, my nephew's getting older. He cannot get enough of my podcast equipment every time he comes over. So 
who knows when he gets a little bit more mature, maybe me and him will do a show. Cause I think that'd then, be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know what, as long as you're having fun, that's what it's all about. Right. And so, you know, we still have fun doing it. I don't know how many people in the world like to hear me talk about fast food, but, um, they listen. So <laughs> thanks. Exactly. But I mean, I think yeah. that's, I, I, one thing I don't envy about you guys, and I'm sure you didn't think about this, and but you have now, is all these lists, and now you have to keep track of them all, right? It's yeah. So it's it's funny you say that. We we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. I don't know that we've ever repeated anything. I've never I don't, no, I've never noticed it, but I like I know I don't think we have, but I don't honestly keep track. Like right. I. I, for a while, when we first started, like, I would keep notes on an actual, like, I would write down notes, and so I would actually write down, like, my top five list. Yeah. I stopped doing that probably after, like, episode 30. Right. And so I just have it on my phone, and then I delete it after each week. So right. I couldn't tell you, like, what episode we talked about anything, <clears throat> but I don't know that we've ever repeated ourselves. If we have, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but we just kind of throughout the week will be like, what do you want to do a top five on it? And we'll just think of something random. And we'll be like, does that work? Can you come up with five? Sure. And that's how we do it. There's no rhyme or reason. There you go. I mean, but that's, what's so crazy about it because I know, um, I keep track on TV toy cast of everything we've covered. Mm-hmm. I, however, don't keep track of everything that's been as a possible like choice. Cause we've, we've, done Oh, that. okay. And so yep. like, one time Travis said, how about we do classic superstar series one? I was like, we've, we've done that. And he's like, no, we haven't. I'm like, yeah, we have. And he's like, no, we haven't. I was like, dude, I know we did classic superstars. I go through my notes <laughs> and I'm like, damn, did we not do that? I swear we did. I'm like going through like right. painstaking. Like I swear, I swore we did that. And he's like, I think well, because you probably think about it yeah. because it was a choice and you're like, okay, so if we cover this, I'm going to have to talk about these six yes. figures or whatever. And then you actually don't, but you did the prep work. So. Right. And, and so it's like, damn, maybe we didn't cover that. So I was like, is that not a good idea of like having all these choices every week? Cause now it's like, I have no idea what, <laughs> what's even been a choice each week. And that's so many notes to keep. So it's like, Oh man. Cause I know, uh, years ago, me and a friend did a podcast. It was me, Bane and another guy. And the idea was we were going to watch a pay-per-view from the network and review it. Sounds easy enough, but <laughs> you start taking notes of stuff you want to talk about. And now it's like, you can't sit down and enjoy television. I have to watch King of the Ring 1996. And not that I didn't like the show, but it's like, all right, so we've got the Body Donnas versus the Godwins. So I got to make note that Phineas Godwin's wearing duct tape as wrist tape. That's hilarious. You know, it's like, so I'm like trying to write down all this information. It's like, this is not fun. Like, what am I doing right. to myself? You know? Because you're trying to turn something that you you turn to for entertainment into a job, and that right. just doesn't work. It yeah. does not work. And people that have not done that do not realize that because I uh, – I still say, like, I think your work is your work, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I was paid to wrestle at times and didn't enjoy it as much as when I did it for fun, so it, it definitely changes sometimes. Yep. But, Drew, I don't want to keep you here all night. I know you got the twins and probably have to get up early in the morning, but, dude, I really appreciate you hopping on, man. This has been an absolute blast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's always good to uh, chop it up with you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yep. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up episode 99. Crazy to think, 99 episodes of the TV Toycast. Big shout out to Drew Vinsel for being on the show today. Uh, Drew's such an awesome guy, and it was uh, great getting to chop it up with him, talking wrestling toys and collecting in general. 
And then, of course, going over the uh, Funko Savage World horror movie figures was a lot of fun, of course. Next week, obviously, a huge milestone in this podcast. 100 episodes. And I'll be honest. It has to be Travis, right? Travis has to be back for episode 100. So I talked to him. And he will be back next week for episode 100. We are going to cover WWE Unlimited Series 1 in the main event. If you guys don't remember this, this was kind of a a really strange line. Could have been really good. Um, And as as Travis uh, talks about it, it became a That's So Jax thing very quickly. But they almost had like skin. As weird as that seems, like almost like a a flexible skin. And a little bit of a BCA, a little bit of... um, like a stretch Armstrong kind of all rolled into one didn't really work out. First wave's kind of fun. We'll kind of dive into all the different elements of it and the figures that we had and such. But, but yeah, I wanted to have Travis back for episode 100 and, uh, episode 101. Nothing's official just yet, but expect a pretty big announcement as far as what the future of the show is going to be like. I'll be announcing that in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited about that. And it's always great having Travis on. And as his schedule clears, he'll probably uh, come on more episodes when he's available to. And uh, with the new co-host, he might come on and we do a you know a, a three-man show at times. So we'll just kind of play it by ear because it's you know it's always fun to have people talking toys and stuff like that. So thank you guys for checking out the show. Uh, make sure to check out our T Public store. Um, the link is in our show notes. Um, it's tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash TB hyphen toycast. Very hard to remember, but like I said, the link is in the show notes and on all of our social media at TB toycast. Check out, I'm not silencing my cell phone. What a fantastic podcaster I've become. <laughs> Make sure to check out all of our podcasting buddies. We have a bunch of them out there. Check out all their shows, support them as best you can. And as always, we will see you guys in the toy aisle.